heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, we have uh, another mass shooting, this time in the state of Maine. It was a big one for sure. Israel at war, which has been a huge topic for the world and one we've been covering here uh, pretty steadfast here on this uh, Voice of a Nation. And a new Speaker of the House, finally. There is a new Speaker here, and that is uh, a pretty big deal, folks, uh, since uh, they've been at it now for several weeks here. Uh, So new Speaker of the House, we'll be touching on that story as well. And uh, so this is the Voice of a Nation Roundtable. And uh, welcome into the broadcast. Uh, it is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here, and a privilege to have you with us always. We're going to start with the mass shooting in Maine. And on the broadcast today, let me just tell you the panel, uh, just exquisite here. Uh, Lieutenant Joe Pangaro will be with us. He retired police lieutenant, uh, big security expert, uh, deals with these mass shootings and uh uh, and, of course, host of Chasing Justice here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Ilana Friedman will be here, veteran intelligence analyst. Uh, she deals with terrorism and spent many, many years in Israel uh, and books out on the subject as well on Hamas. Uh, she is here. Dr. Stephen LaTulip is here. He's a physician, board-certified family medicine, uh, retired U.S. Air Force officer, ordained minister, and host of Unity Without Compromise as well. Mass shooting to Maine. Now, let's get right started right to it here. So you had, there were two areas here. One was a bowling alley. One was a barn grill is what I understand. And there were 18 people killed, uh, 13 injured. Those have been moving numbers here. And uh, there was a big press conference uh, very early on uh, Thursday morning. This happened Wednesday night. Uh, and uh, the governor, Janet Mills, a uh, very, very good uh, uh, speech she had there. And uh, as officials came to the mic here, uh, Lieutenant Joe, let's get your rate started here. And, uh, looking at this sort of a shooting, I mean, this is a pretty serious one with this kind of death toll. Uh, obviously, the only thing that comes to my mind is mental health, mental health, mental health. I mean, you can't be normal and do this kind of a thing. Uh, what do you see as the signs here? What provokes somebody to go there? And what what is Lewiston, Maine, dealing with right now, Joe? Malcolm, the I don't want to say the phenomenon of shooting mass shooters is, is out there because it's not a phenomenon anymore. It is is something we deal with uh, every single day in our country. Uh, the the numbers of active shooters normally uh, was between twenty five and thirty in a year. Now they've gone up to to sixty. Uh, after the pandemic, it was wow. sixty one, I think, in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Uh, this particular case is interesting because you're going to hear a lot. We haven't heard a lot about the the shooter yet. We're hearing only his name. He's been charged uh, in eight murders, and that will go up as they identify more of the victims. But this kind of a, of an attacker, this person, when we just from the video that I've seen, the video clips, the still shots that we've seen on the news, he came in there, and again, we, we notice if you look, go back and look at the pictures, he's dressed in a military kind of a style. It looks like he's wearing BDUs uh, and he's got some type of belts on him. This is not an uncommon thing that we see with whether it's kids or adults who go into these shooting modes. With this particular instance, they they 
trying to find a person that's committed that kind of atrocity, because we know statistically, when we look at these active shooter incidents, 50% of the time, uh, when law enforcement or armed security shows up, they take themselves out, they commit suicide. About the other half of the time, uh, deadly force is applied to them, and they're taken out. There's a very small number of people that will take off and disappear out of the site, that they're not there to make their violent statement, whatever it be, and then and then they're ending. They know that's it. Uh, in Parkland, we saw that. Uh, the killer went into the school, killed all those children, took his stuff off. Again, we're going to talk about clothing real quickly. Took his all his uh, weapons and everything, dropped them, and took off. The guy who attacked the newspaper down in Maryland did the same thing. He went in and killed people, and then he took his weapons off, and he tried to hide in with the crowd, but unfortunately, they, uh, they had already seen him uh, as he was killing them. But when we see this guy in Maine and you see the signs that start to happen, his attack, apparently he had, had talking about mental health problems. He was hearing voices. Uh, I don't know who his, knew his background, that he was an arms instructor, I'm told, uh, from the news, uh, that he had some kind of history with uh, with weaponry, with training people. But if people started to know this and and didn't make some kind of a connection, this is what's missing in our society is the ability the ability to see uh the signs of things approaching because you can't always tell but in many cases we can see the buildup because this this guy i think when we find out like many of the other shooters he didn't just wake up uh on that morning and say you know i think i'm going to go out tonight and kill a bunch of people there was a build up to this and there was probably some signs that we could have seen so when i talk about the clothes when you go all the way back to columbine you can see how people as they start to get into this mindset to go attack they start to dress in more of a military uh, mm. style. Go look at the picture of all the shooters. They wear BDUs, battle dress uniform pants, military type shirts, those kind of things. The Virginia Tech killer. Uh, all of these people, this is what they do. Yes. This guy probably, people knew, I mean, he said he was going to shoot up a base. Where was there, you know, how do we, how do we red flag that? This is mm. the problem we get. How much red flagging yeah. and activity can we do to find out he had weapons if he had weapons, where are his weapons? Do we go take them? How do we intervene? Uh, until there's an actual piece of violence, it's hard to do that. And that is what our society is wrestling with. You know, what actions do we take when we get indicators from someone that they could potentially go into this violence? Yeah. Now, the people, the people of Maine now are are on lockdown. They're scared to death. Is, right. is this guy associated with anybody else? Right. That's what we'll find out as time goes by. Joe, you, you referenced the fact that uh, these mass shootings are escalating in numbers. Uh, you were just saying in the last many years, uh, is is this a, a new phenomenon? And what do you think is causing it? Well, phenomenon, we, we got the guy in the bell tower in the Texas college years and years ago. And you've had instances where people have done, you know, the difference between mass shooting and active shooter. Mass shooting is when you shoot and kill mass killing more than, I think, four people. The FBI uh, defines it in one particular spree. Ma uh, active shooter is when you're continually seeking out victims. So here we have both kinds. This guy is a is a mass killer and he's also an active shooter. He, he attacked locations and fired it until I'm sure until he ran out of victims mm -hmm. until people got out of the way. With, with this particular uh, person, as we find out more and more about their background, we're going to find out uh, what led him to this and why it's going on and on, why there are more and more people. Right. Uh, I think society, people see it. They start to see it as maybe an option. I know the, uh, the kid in Sandy Hook, he had articles of previous shooters on the walls in his bedroom. He was yeah. fascinated with it. Yeah. 
We have seen other shooters talk about it. The Parkland kid, again, he has a video out where he said, I'm going to be the next school shooter. Uh, and he's going to tell how many people he's going to kill. So I think there's there's some social media component. There's some uh, notoriety component that's driving some of this. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to, let's go around the the table here. And uh, Steve, let's get you in on this here. And uh, one of the things uh, that uh, you know I'm sensing from Joe's comments it, that is a bit abnormal, and he's right that typically they take themselves out. And I have to, in full disclosure with you, that I always, well, I mean, you want to prevent these things from happening, but when they happen, I always pray they take themselves out or get taken out so we don't get the aftermath of the system, which is normally what they do because these people don't usually want to be held behind bars for the rest of their lives uh, or executed for that point. So why do you think this guy didn't? This is kind of a, a little bit of an abnormal here that he's on the run kind of thing and he didn't take himself out. What do you say about that, uh, Steve? Anything, uh, you know, come to your mind as to what you being a military guy yourself, what, what that uh, tells you? Yeah. Um, Malcolm, if, if this sort of guy showed up, I mean, when I was chief of medicine at the Oregon Air National Guard, um, and if I had a person like this, so of course, initially, uh, the first thing to do would be a psychiatric evaluation. And they did that. And uh, I don't know the conclusions of that. But when you have a guy who is reportedly hearing voices, you instantly know that this guy is experiencing some kind of a psychotic break, such as we see with uh, schizophrenia. And I think that schizophrenia or something of that sort, some kind of a, a psychotic delusional uh, state is probably why he did not take himself out. He wouldn't necessarily think to do that because he is psychotic. So he's not thinking rationally as opposed to some of the other mass shooters who do say, okay, I'm going to do whatever damage I can. And then I'm checking out. Yeah. Yeah. And they almost know that uh, when they take that kind of a lives. I mean, the, right. the thing that a lot of people uh, avoid the conversation of mental health when it comes to these kinds of things. And, you know, as the White House has their press conferences and others start talking about it, you can almost count the minutes before they start talking about the inanimate objects being the cause of this thing. Uh, like they have minds of their own and get up and start shooting, for God's sakes. Uh, none of it makes any sense, but that's, of course, what they'll what they'll go to. But mental health is really what we're talking about here. And like Joe was saying up front, some of the signs we're still, let's face it, these things are never going to go away. Steve, they're never going to go away. These kind of mass shootings, I think they're always going to be a part of our lives and probably more so in the future than than the past, as uh, as reference to what uh, Joe just put out there. So how to prevent, how to secure ourselves, how to secure our families, the science of mental health. We still are not willing to call our fellow man or woman out based on things that don't seem right. There's something still not acceptable about that in society somehow. Like, I don't know, maybe it's like a, maybe people feel like they're being a snitch or something or like it's none of their damn business. That's a bit of a problem, I think, moving forward based on these kinds of conditions. What do you think about that? 
Uh, yes, probably also not taking them seriously. Like, okay, does he really mean that? No, I know this guy from the past. He would never do such a exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but but what we see now is our country's in an absolute mess. Uh, uh, definitely, things have gone crazy, and we have had we've seen a drastic, drastic increase in uh, psychotic. Um, disease of the brain, just uh, not just psychotic, but all kinds of depression, anxiety, uh, loneliness, um, all kinds of things are playing into this to where we now have a much higher uh, degree of instability in societies in general. When you add the regular stresses of life to all the additional stuff that's going on right now, yeah, you can expect to hear and see a lot more of this activity going on, and we have to pay attention. I mean, they've instituted these yellow flag laws, red flag laws, and what good are they doing if we're not going to pay attention to it and follow through once someone is evaluated and deemed a threat for such a thing as a mass right. shooting? Right. And one of the things we'll come back to on this is the fact and questions are being raised from authorities as to why he was able to keep the guns after that mental evaluation. Again, a lot of this is not being put out to the public yet, but there's some disconnects there. Uh, Ilana Friedman, the, the, the mental health part of this that I'm seeing is the driving force of this. You know, I start thinking, Ilana, for somebody to do this, you know, you probably like I can, we think rationally, we think to ourselves, okay, so what would cause me like to do something like that? And like, you can't kind of put your mind around it. Like, all right. So there's obviously there's no self-love if you're willing to do that. And there's no self-love for other people um, and that you just want to create harm. You want to create as much carnage as you can. And typically it's because they want to take themselves out and they want to take as many people as they can. Some of them do it because they think it's the glory and their name is, that's why I never use names on air and I never use photographs. I don't give them that glory ever. Um, but mental health, thats this has got to be the key. And uh, again, Alana, I don't think these things are going to go away. I think it's a phenomenon that's going to be here. So what do you, what do you say about that, uh, being someone that studies terrorism and all? Because this is really a form of terrorism as well. It certainly is. This kind of developing trend uh, goes right back to the impact of the COVID lockdowns and how much damage it did to people mm -hmm. psychologically, that they they were trapped. They couldn't do anything. I, they, they couldn't go out. They couldn't do anything that they normally do. And for people who are borderline unstable, this has got to have a very, very negative effect. So I would say that first of all, that would be one of the things I would look at as a, as a causal factor for the dramatic increase of psychosis and instability. The other thing I think we need to be prepared for is to expect the knee-jerk reaction that is coming next um, in the form of a demand from the left for more gun control laws. There is no way this nation can ever, ever, ever give up the second. It cannot happen. In fact, it's our only defense for having this, these crazy policies of the left of open borders and all the insanity of crime, there, there is no other recourse except that, right or wrong. We're absolutely right. And that's the reason that the founding fathers put the Second Amendment in the, the, uh, um, in, in the amendments because they were concerned that the, the government would, would morph it back into <laughs> the, the, the dictatorship of yeah. the king or whoever the tyrant wants to be called.
Yeah, yeah, that is perfectly said, man. That is perfectly said. That is the problem we're dealing with right now. Let me circle back and get the last word with uh, you, Lieutenant Joe. Again, we talked about the mental health. We talked about the phenomenon you talked about up front with the fact that he's, you know, didn't kill himself or get killed. He was on the run and all kinds of things happened from there. Uh, but these mass shootings as a phenomenon, uh, Joe, tie this all up for us. I, it's not going away. It's going to be here. How do we protect ourselves? What are things that we do? Because you you teach this stuff. Right. Malcolm, uh, I've written an article a while ago called The Three Pillars of Survival. Now, this is when I'm trying to condense down all the things I try and teach anybody in any facility. If there's violence there, how how are you going to protect yourself? And for years, uh People have taken those those three pillars boiled down. So the first one is preparation, teaching and training your staff, everyone what to do, have good policy, have good equipment in place. The second pillar is communication. How do you tell everybody in your facility, hey, we're under attack, there's danger, we have to take action, whether it's lockdown or flee, whatever. And the third pillar is notification. How do you call for the good guy and good girl guns to come and help you? Well, over the course of time, it's become more clear to me than ever that there needed to be a fourth pillar. And that fourth pillar is exactly what we're talking about here, the mental health component. Because in many cases, uh, after one of these attacks, we will go back and interview, whether it's a, a young person or an adult, and they attack their workplace or their school. And we find out that some, if not many people knew that this person was having problems, but they don't come forward. Kids don't come forward because they don't want to be rats and they don't want us to overreact and drag them into the scene. And adults don't want to get involved because you go make a complaint about somebody, you're going to be in HR making a statement. So the, the fourth pillar of survival is mental health. We can identify uh, what people do and say. I teach a course on understanding writings, when people write, when they draw, when they social media post. All of these things are a buildup uh, to this, this break that they have uh, in, in whatever they've decided they're going to take their revenge, they're going to make their statement, they're going to uh, make the world even, whatever it is that they're going to do. These are the things we have to focus on, that fourth pillar. So I'm going to actually send you that article because uh, I've updated it, and now it's called the uh, Three Pillars of Survival Plus One, and we can put that out maybe for people to yeah, read. Absolutely, yeah. But no, that absolutely, is, yeah. Th that, that is the thing yeah. there, uh, Malcolm, is the mental health component. We can see this coming. We don't talk about it. Yeah. We don't get involved in it because, you know, it's it's tough to talk about mental health, but what we have to. And as far as keeping people safe, you know, the, the number of times that weapons are used in a negative fashion like this are horrific. But there's 500,000 to a million times that citizens use their weapons to protect themselves. We never talk about that. If those people in the so, bar had weapons, they might have been able to fight back and save themselves. Yeah. You know, I'm retired law enforcement. I'm allowed to carry a gun. I carry with me everywhere. Not because I'm paranoid, but if something happens, I want to at least be able to fight for my life and my family. Amen. Amen. That is perfectly said, Joe. Uh, Lieutenant Joe Pangaro there. Uh, you know, it, it, he's exactly right. And that's where the good, we've had that conversation before. The good guy with a gun is uh, how you put the bad guy with a gun out of his mind. There, there's no words you can put into a development like this. And we pray for the people of Lewiston, Maine, to be sure, uh, and their loved ones, uh, their souls. Uh, and um, the people there that have to pick up all the pieces of this terrible carnage. Let me tell you also, AmericaOutloud.news, we have a newsletter that goes out every Wednesday. If you're not getting that, then, and, and many of you, of course, are, uh, it, it's been phenomenally received. We, we, we've been asked to do this for well several years, and we, we launched it a few months ago, and it's been wildly successful. 
uh, the open rate on this thing is in the stratosphere. Uh, usually a newsletter, you might get a, you know, you're lucky if you get a 10% open rate. That's pretty normal nationally. How about this one here is open, our is, uh, open rate is over 50%. Uh, so there's some numbers for you. That's incredible. Probably because the people have asked for it and they want it. Um, that's what it's all about. Every Wednesday, it comes into your box. And you can actually just email your address in and put newsletter on the subject and send it to liberty at americaoutloud.com uh, and we'll get it. Or just go to contact button on the nav bar uh, back at americaoutloud.news. And there's also a sign up form there in the third post down, which says uh, Spotlight is called a Spotlight Newsletter. Anyways, take a look at it and we'll get you up to date once a week on the, some of the hottest stories we're talking about here on the platform. Uh, friends, we'll take a quick pause. We'll come back to Israel at War is next. Uh, you're listening to the voice of a nation. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. And we join you back here, my fellow Americans. Thank you for joining us. And uh, this is a Voice of a Nation roundtable. It is a new forum. I would love to hear from you and to see what you think about this. Uh, and do you like the style of it? And uh, surely email me directly in here uh, your comments uh, to liberty at americaroutloud.com and let me know what you think of it please for the voice of a nation roundtable and uh, we're going to jump into israel at war now and the 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 panel group here today is lieutenant joseph pangaro ilana friedman dr steve latula we're all here uh so we've been pretty pretty extensive in our coverage here of what's been developing in the middle east this has been a subject that we've always been passionate about uh to be sure and uh, so now the latest developments, there was a targeted raid uh, going into Gaza. We know that. Uh, and uh, But they also came back out. So it's not a full ground invasion yet. Uh, world opinion is is uh, the temperatures rising is the way I would describe it. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of calls for ceasefire. Uh, there's still calls coming from the president for a two-state solution. Let me go to Alana Friedman right now. Elana, I have to tell you straight out, let me just get right to the guts and glory of this conversation. But if you're at this point, Elana, talking about a two-state solution, hear my words carefully, please. If you're talking about that right now with the, the Palestinian folks there in that piece of land in Israel, in my opinion, you have got solid rocks in your head and may even more than that. These people are mentally held. Uh, have problems and probably need to check in with the other folks. What do you say to that, ma'am? I, I would say that there is no two-state solution or a two-state solution is not a solution and it's a recipe for disaster. You know, the two-state solution that they're talking about 
there, there are two states, Israel and what they call Palestine. And in Israel, there has to be a, a, a democracy, a multicultural population, Palestinians, Arabs, Jews, Muslims, Christians, everybody has to live there. But in the Palestinian state that they're talking about, only Muslims, no, no Jews, no Christians, what they call, the Germans called Judenrein, free of Jews. Now, what kind of a solution is that to begin with? And aside from that, there, as long as the, the Arabs do not have the entirety of Israel as it exists today, they will not be satisfied. They want all of it. They want Haifa and Jerusalem and, and Tel Aviv, which they claim is yours. It was, it's a brand new city about 100 years ago. Um, and and uh, this is, so, so this is something that the politicians love, but the reality is going to be a disaster if it should ever happen. And I hope, yeah. I hope to God. Ilana, let me jump on something you just said, because you're talking about the areas they want and so on and so forth. But let me drive a bigger point and, and give me a, a quick summary of this, and then we'll move it right around the table. But he, here's the thing. You know, you talk about the, the Jerusalem or, or Hefa or whatever they these areas that they want or don't want or the West Bank or, you know. But I would suggest back to you and, and talk to me whether I'm out of out of line here or not. I think this has got not a darn thing to do with geography. I don't think it has anything to do with land. I think this is just a deflection campaign. And all of it is nothing to do with land. I mean, we could solve the problem if land was the problem. But the problem is they want to kill people. I mean, this is what jihadists do. I mean, this is the whole essence of their existence is to die. They live to die. I mean, it is a sick culture from Satan's table. I mean, this is directly from hell. Uh, so I don't, I, when people start talking land, I my ears gloss over. It's like blah, blah. I mean, it's just garbage at this point. Am I wrong? Am I overstating that? No, you're not overstating it at all. And in fact, there's something very unusual about Israel. It, the Israelis are not, land hungry. They are they're are really unique. In most situations where war descends on a civilian population, there's a generally a, a flight to safety. We saw it in Ukraine. Everybody, there was a mass exodus from Ukraine after the Russians attacked. But in Israel, the reverse is true. Immediately after October 7th, thousands of Israelis who were living abroad returned to Israel to fight for their country. And in a country where volunteers were desperately needed, after the Hamas attack, there were so many volunteers that new jobs had to be created for them because there were more volunteers than there were jobs for them. So they do, they created new soup kitchens and distribution centers and other volunteer opportunities that had to be created to satisfy the overwhelming number of volunteers. You see, this is not about land. This is about history. It's about it's about tradition. It's about love of 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 the concept of a Jewish homeland. Yeah, it's about ideology. It's about Allah. It's about uh... well, the, the 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 they're they're the enemy, the the yeah. the Hamas and the Hezbollah. They're yeah. they're all about theology and and yeah. killing yeah. and and they want in 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 their charters. Yeah. They demand the return of all of the land, and they <laughs> want to drive Jews into the sea. Uh -huh. 
Well, I mean, you know, come on. All right, uh, Lieutenant Joe. Uh, you know, this this whole thing, you hear the, the passion here, and we're talking about the land or not the land. I mean, this is a fight, as, you, as you've seen it develop now and, and study this thing with, with Israel. This is kind of a no-win situation. But the head of the snake we consistently talk about is Iran and the Ayatollahs. These people have proxies all over the world. They're terrorists. They are the world's foremost uh, the people about terrorism. I mean, the, they're, they're just everywhere. They're all over the continent of Africa. They're all over the Middle East. They're all over the world. They're coming through our border. They're here in our country. Uh, this is a cancer. Uh, is, and you talk about terrorism and you talk about, you know, defense. This is the ultimate fight right here. Talk about that. Malcolm, there's no question about what we're seeing. We've seen a buildup uh, across, across the globe. We're seeing the phenomenon here in in the United States with our political unrest. And there are periods of history that we see humanity go through where there's this buildup and buildup and buildup of chaos and pain. And and then there's the boiling over and there's got to be some type of a of a conflagration that puts it to rest. One side or the other has to win. You can't have both sides competing constantly. So way I've phrased this on Chasing Justice and in, in other places that I've written about is that what we're we're really looking at is another uh, definition between the axis of evil and the people of good and freedom. And we saw that in World War II, that breakdown, and we're seeing it again now. We're seeing this, the sides line up, uh, and you, you have to ask yourself uh, several questions. Are you for peace or are you for war? Are, do you believe in beheading and attacking uh, innocent victims to, to make your political point, or do you want to work out your differences? So to your point and Alana's point, it's not about land other than the specific holy land places uh, that they want to control and they want to get rid of the Jewish population. It's as simple as that. And worldwide, we're seeing this rise in, in terror. We're seeing the rise of China, the rise of Russia, right. the rise of battlements all over the world. This has got to be dealt with sooner rather than later. Well, you know, let me go there. Now, it seems to me they want to get rid of more than just the Jewish people. I think that's just a moment, uh, excuse of the moment. They want to get rid of all people that are not Sharia compliant is the point here. And we got to continue to bring that point home. It's not just the Jewish that are in problematic here. It's everybody, unless you're Sharia compliant, period, end stop. Now, Joe... This you you mentioned World War Two a moment ago, and you meant you hit a nerve with me about good and evil because I'm so passionate about the fight of good and evil here. It's the premise of this show, the Voice of a Nation, and frankly, it's the premise of the network and America Out Loud. It's the reason we exist. Actually, is that fight? You know, there were there were these pivotal moments in history before where America really saved the world time and time again, sacrificed so much. Uh, and this was the gift from God and why this country really rose to 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 glory as it has. Uh, it seems to me we're at a pretty interesting point again, Joe, that you kind of got me thinking a minute here. This is another one of these historical world moments. And it's hard to really know that right now because we're living in it. And so you have to pinch yourself to realize, and I tell listeners all the time, we're living in history right now. You have to understand that. I've been saying that for some years now. That is the crux of this thing, isn't it, Lieutenant Joe? It clearly is, Malcolm. Our American experiment is on the precipice of coming apart, and it seems we have people in our country who are uh, at each other's throats. We have weaponized our governmental agencies. Uh, we are 
trying to undo elections that happened or didn't happen. We're trying to use that power to stop our, our opponents around the world. We're seeing the rise of these uh, negative governments. North Korea is looking to have a conflict with South Korea and the rest of the world dumping rockets into the Sea of Japan. Uh, Russia is trying to rebuild its uh, former uh, glory in the Soviet Union. We see the Chinese trying to displace America around the world. These are not uh, in individual little things to deal with one at a time. This is a building crescendo. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing now is not the lighting of the match in the Middle East, but the fire's already burning. It's a matter of whether or not we hit the powder keg because this has mm -hmm. got to be stopped. Wow. And it's usually not stopped by the forces of good until it becomes so unbearable we have no choice. We have not learned the history lessons that are right there for us to be taught. Yeah. When you see the rise of a tyrant, you put the tyrant down immediately. Yeah, we don't no. do that. We yeah, argue no. with them. We try to talk to them. We try yeah. to them, and then eventually we have to fight them. Uh, instead of learning from what has happened in the past, allowing this evil to rise, and that's what they are. These governments that are doing these things are evil. Stay in your own borders. Pay attention to your own people and help them to have a better life. Other than that, you're part of the problem. Yeah. Oh man. Oh boy. Good golly. Love having you on, Lieutenant Joe. I have to tell you, man. Uh, we don't do it often enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you you hear the the wisdom there from Lieutenant Joe, uh, Doctor Steve. Uh, this um, the, the world uh, we we are spinning off uh, as I always reference spinning off our axis here. Uh, and but part of the challenge that worries me right now from the setup of what Lieutenant Joe says there, which strikes a nerve surely with me and, and many, I'm sure, is that the scary part about this, Steve, I think, and I hope you'll push back on me and tell me I'm not right, but is that we're not set up for success right now in our nation. Uh, we're different than we were at those other times. I, I wasn't living at those times. I can only look back historically and suggest uh, we're more at each other's throats right now than ever. And that uh, w the enemy is within right now, which is what the framers warned us about. So we've got a different calamity of events happening right now, which doesn't guarantee success. Not that it guaranteed success back then either, Steve, but it really, there's a bigger opportunity to fail right now and it, it deeply concerns me. It, have I overstated any of that, sir? No, I don't think so, Malcolm. Um, what we are seeing right now, in a real sense, is a holy war. It's our God, uh, which is like, uh, according to the Israeli people, the Jews, uh, the Shema, uh, you know, Israel, our God is one God, the only God, and it's against the God Allah, uh, and it's a showdown. But the problem is, and, and I agree with what you're saying there, we, we are so divided because in many ways we have fallen. We have to go back to the Bible and look at the battles that took place in the beginning as there was a rebellion uh, against God by his people, God used the enemy all the time to punish them. And I think, uh, you know, based on what we're seeing, um, we are probably due for more punishment simply because we have fallen so far away from the biblical standard, the Christian standard. We are no longer a nation under God. And I believe fully there is a price to pay. So I'm looking for a spiritual revival like we've never seen before that could save America. Other than that, I think it's going to be a hard, hard road. Mm, yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, you, you can't argue with you there, uh, Steve, for sure. Um, 
You see the problem, friends, of what's happening and transpired around the world. And then it really does come back to what we talk about. And we'll talk more about it in the next segment as well. Uh, taking care of our own house, uh, the United States of America's house. We haven't been doing a very good job of that very clearly. We're making some uh, uh, irrational decisions that are that go against uh, our national security. It goes against our prosperity. It goes against any sort of wisdom at all. And it's it cries out uh, for uh, for a, a better day and better leadership, I guess, probably is what I would say. Uh, maybe the maybe the new Speaker of the House, which is a, a Christian, a constitutional conservative. I like all of those adjectives, by the way, constitutional, conservative and Christian. Give me the three C's any day of the week. And you got me signed right up there. I got to tell you right now. And that's what this man is. Uh, which we'll talk about next, Mike Johnson, a pretty unknown fellow, but uh, we'll surely get to know him, I would imagine, together here. Uh, interesting. Uh, now, let me also remind you uh, that, uh, well, you know, uh, is the place. And uh, you hear us talk about that throughout our 24-7 programming with all of our medical doctors, naturopathic doctors, nurses, and all of our show hosts, really. Uh, it's a very unique forum that was created for the America Out Loud family. All the products in there, we've negotiated with it, with all of these companies. And, and these are companies we look at as a partnership. Uh, one I want to point out to you today is Global Healing. Uh, you'll hear some of the ads play on the network. They have a product called Foreign Protein Defense. And it's uh, the healthy spike response that targets that spike protein in the body. And you do your research, always do your research on these products. I'll tell you that all the time. But you can click, go to AmericaOutloud.shop, click the ad for foreign protein defense, check it out yourself. Go look at the ingredients, take a look at some of the reviews. And if you like it, you'll get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. And uh, this is to fight back the, the long COVID, the vaccine injuries, and all of these problems people are struggling with, of course. So take that out. A lot of great products there at America Out Loud. Dot shop, friends. Uh, check that out there. Uh, we'll be back on the new Speaker of the House, finally here. You're listening to the Voice of a Nation. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. 
It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back uh, to the Voice of the Nation Roundtable here. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud and uh, privileged to be with you always, uh, my fellow Americans. And uh, got some pretty big topics today and a great uh, roundtable discussion going on uh, with Dr. Steve Latula, Ilana Friedman, Lieutenant Joe Pangaro are here. And new Speaker of the House is uh, on the front burner now. Let's talk about it. And uh, this is a guy that people knew very little about. Uh, everybody was wondering who would fill the gap after you had your most uh, well-recognized people, uh, uh, Steve uh, Scalise and uh, uh, Jim Jordan, go down. Uh, I mean, just remarkable. Well-loved, well-respected, well-known. A lot of politics playing into this thing for sure. And, of course, this was uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, dust now falling down on this with Matt Gates as well. Uh, and Matt Gates says uh, he calls him MAGA Mike Johnson. He put that out there on social media, drove the left crazy. Uh, they went basically insane with that. The Huffington Post uh, had about a mental breakdown over those words. Oh, my God, you're going to speak and call MAGA? I mean, these people, you know, they don't like to make America great ever. They don't like America first. These uh, socialist bastards are on a different uh, playing field, clearly, you know. But in any event, uh, he says, um, if you so here's here's Matt Gates. He says, uh, if you don't think that moving from Kevin McCarthy to MAGA Mike Johnson shows the ascendance of the movement and where the power in the Republican Party truly lies, then you're not paying attention. <laughs> you gotta love it. 220 votes, got the whole parade there. Dr. Steve. All right, man. I don't, you know, we didn't know a lot about Mike Johnson, but he is a, he is a conservative. He is a constitutionalist. He is a Christian uh, and he is the new speaker of the house. And what say you, sir? Yes. When I listened to his speech, uh, you know, it was, wow. You're, you're saying a lot of really bold stuff here, big promises and I thought, is this guy really for real? And how in the world did it happen? That's what I wanted to know. I mean, you got this guy who was on the front line trying to nix the 2020 election in uh, the key states. And, you know, he was bold out there. How could somebody like this get 128 votes uh, to be the nominee for this uh, seat as speaker? I, I just I couldn't comprehend it until finally it came out what was really transpiring. And that pertains to the, the trick that McCarthy was trying to pull uh, so that he could do what he did to the others who were running, including Emmers and Johnson, uh, all of them. Uh, and I think that Matt Gates really pointed that out very well. He was trying to, to knife them. He knifed Steve Scalise, he knifed Jim Jordan and everyone else. And then they called uh, a, a special session or a, um, you know, a break in the session by Patrick Henry to adjourn the House so that they could figure out, OK, how do we knife this new guy, Mike Johnson, who was totally unexpected? Yeah. You know, this thing, I mean, this was ready to implode, Steve. I mean, I, I, I think people were losing their collective minds and not knowing what was going to come next, uh, whether it was people were talking all kinds of things of how to get out of this and squirm out of it. 
And a lot of people were talking about damage uh, to the Republican Party itself. What is your, What do you think right now? Does this do any long-lasting damage? Is it quick and people get over it and forget? Of course, a lot of it's going to depend upon how he governs and what successes he has or not have in the next many weeks. Um, what do you think about that point? Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, what is he going to do? He says that, you know, he's going to reinstate uh, a moral majority, if you will, in the House, which is kind of uh, unheard of. We haven't seen that. And he's saying they're united. That's questionable. But he says that we are ready to serve the people of this country. And, and I'm thinking, like, what? You mean you're not going to serve the CCP first, the Ukrainians or Palestine, Iran? You know, this is and he's saying he wants to restore the faith, uh, restore trust of the people in their government in Congress. So um, I'm order. very encouraged. Yeah, uh, a tall order. He did have a passionate speech. Lieutenant Joe, this uh, this whole deal here with the Speaker of the House here now, uh, Mike Johnson, you know, um, you've got a government that's going to be shutting down again in just a few weeks. Uh, he's going to have to parade that group together, which is a very difficult group there in uh, both Republicans and Democrats in the House. They, there is no really unity there. They're all apart and all over the playing field. This is going to be a test of battle, a test of wits, uh, and the test of time that could almost dethrone him before he's even out of the gate. How does he maneuver through that? Any ideas of how he gets through this thing and a possible government shutdown again? Well, I think they have to go right at their responsibility. We have the problem we have in our party is that we are so splintered. We have we do have rhinos, people who are more Democrats than Republican. They just happen to get in, elected in certain districts and they call themselves Republicans. The Matt Gates comment that now you see where the power is, it's it's not about Trump, uh, even though we call it MAGA, MAGA. It's about putting America first and it's about being the traditional conservative country that has gotten us here to lead the world. And as you said in an earlier segment, to save the world multiple times. And that is where most American people that are more conservative are, and we've been betrayed by our Republican Party over and over and over again. So I would think that for Mike Johnson to be chosen, a guy who's clearly a conservative, a religious man, uh, all of the things that the left absolutely despises and thinks is, uh, is horrifying, mm -hmm. uh, this is his opportunity to take those handles and he has to really get to those rhinos and let them know the country does not survive. We're at that moment. The country does not survive if we do not bring back many of the traditional realities of America. We cannot keep splintering the way we are and have been for the last couple of years. There's plenty of room for tolerance in everything, understanding everybody. There's a big, big country here. We can look at lots of different things. But the basics of how uh, America was formed, what got us to the place that we are, and to, to think about what Steve was saying it, unless we go back to a more traditional look and, and the removal of religion from our lives, whatever your religion is, uh, the removal of the tenets of religion is what controlled the uh, the wanton, crazy lust yeah. of the human being to just go wild. Uh, that's what he needs to look at. He needs to bring back to the American people traditionalism. Let's let's bring in some new new ideas. Good. No problem. Be more progressive. Think about things. But to yeah. honor the things that have gotten us here, to value the things that have made America great in the past and which will be the only things that can well, lead. Let me ask you that now that made America great again in the past. You say, here's the deal. OK, so they have made 
uh, the word uh, MAGA, uh, MAGA, uh, make America great again. And they usually say it like MAGA Republicans with such disdain and disgust in their voices. They've made that sort of a national disease, uh, Joe, is what they've done. Now, here's the deal. I don't tend to use MAGA in the vocabulary. They've used MAGA, that acronym, and they, without spelling it apart, make America great again. They don't ever say that. They just say MAGA as an, you know, and as that problem, MAGA Republicans, these are like awful, disgusting people. They're, they call them actually, Joe, radical and extremists. Of course, they're people who love God, people who love the Constitution, people who love the nation, people who stand for the flag, people that put their hand on their heart, people that praise God. These are awfully radical extremist dudes here. Let me tell you, it's just a rough road. Uh, yeah, that is the enemy today, the domestic terrorism, to be sure. With all that said, and I'm pretty passionate about this, this part of it here, to be to be sure. Uh, you know, I tend to use, Joe, America first, because I want to see the president get on there and these other clowns in Congress on the leftist, uh, the leftist Marxist, uh, communist, uh, progressive Democrat Party. And I want them to come out and say, like, you know, like, uh, uh, talk bad about America first, like America first, America first. <laughs> yeah, like in the same disgust and disdain they do for that. I want to see them do that to America first, the MAGA, because you can't acronym that. And do I have a point? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I do. Uh, the left controls, they control the narrative. They control uh, the popular culture. The fact that the MAGA as a term, you're right, I don't use really MAGA either. I know what it means. It means traditional America. They use it as a pejorative and they throw it out there. And when they talk about it on their news shows and their news things and their TV shows, you know, it's always, you know, MAGA. Uh, these are people, right, that they're supposedly racist. They hate people. And so that instead, they're exactly what you said. They are the, the good, decent, traditional Americans that believe in American values. And they are what the people who have have given their lives to the altar of freedom throughout our entire history to keep this world free. That is what MAGA really is. But they have termed the coin. We need to be able to fight back to that. We need to be able to call that out. But we don't have all those uh, mechanisms that they have. But That's we have to stand up. We have to speak clearly to them and let them know. I I've tried to do that on my show. MAGA is not a negative thing. MAGA means traditional America, loving your country, loving your family, loving your God, doing what's right kindness treating people with respect that's maga that's yeah. what it is it's not the negativity that they try and they try and associate that with the negative uh, comments that they attribute to yeah. trump or the negative things that he said or done or whatever you know and joe if it's a disease we, we we let's hope and pray you and i if it is a disease of some sort let's hope, let's hope that all 330 million people get that disease huh maga yes that's the only thing the only thing to inoculate us from this this left-wing <laughs> socialist uh, onslaught that we're we're dealing with every day which is destroying our country Okay, spot on uh, from Lieutenant Joe. Now, let me get over to Ilana. And uh, Ilana, I want to talk to you about the, the budgets, the deficit specifically. With Mike Johnson now being uh, being the new Speaker of the House. All right, so new guy, uh, got his hands on the gavel. Uh, he's a novice. He doesn't know how the game is truly played. Remember, he hasn't been in Congress very long at all. He's a newbie. I mean, his, his rise to fame to be Speaker of the House is historical. I mean, to be third in line to the presidency after being nobody even knew how to spell Mike Johnson just a while ago. And now he is the Speaker of the House. His, I do think this is going to hit a wall, though, in just a few weeks. 
we've got a runaway deficit. We have got uh, an economy that is faltering. This government is spending money that is beyond our means. They want to throw it around to everybody. Ukraine is going to be a fight. A lot of people don't want to fund that anymore. They want to actually they're giving a lot more money to even Ukraine in this last bill that Biden is trying to triple down with and put it all in one package than they are Israel. I would say give all the money to Israel, set that up like rock solid out there and pass Ukraine on this trip here. But that's going to be a fight. Probably not going to be able to get that through. Any thoughts of wisdom uh, or does this become another government shutdown in just a few weeks? You know, Malcolm, I think it's very, very difficult to know because this this guy is he's a conservative. That's very clear. But everything else is an unknown. And we don't know what kind of authority he's going to be able to bring to the speakership. Uh, Joe, Joe was talking about an, an ideal world where we go back to our, our uh, roots and and start practicing the the, uh, the the principles and the values of our founding fathers. But I think we're too far gone for that. So I I really, it's very hard for me. I, I've spent my career pro- trying to, and, and being f- fairly successful at forecasting what's coming down the road. But this is something I, I have a lot of question marks in places where I should be able to see a path. And I don't see a path because I think that the, the upheaval in the world mm-hmm. is going to come home to us and and roost on our in our <laughs> in our chicken coop yeah. um i i am very very concerned that although mike has a has a you know he's got a, a wonderful message and and we on the right is the conservatives among us we we applaud it and we accept it and we approve it but i'm not sure that what's going to be coming down the road is going to be nearly as positive for us and I'm very, very concerned that the rest of the world is going to explode and carry us with us. And by the way, we're so divided, we may explode ourselves. Although there is one thing I will add to what you say there, and that is that uh, we have a tendency, when you just mentioned something could happen here in the homeland, which we've talked about even early in the broadcast and many broadcasts, actually, the, people know what we're talking about here. With all of that, you know, and, and let me get over to you, Steve, and ask you this here. But I, let me just stop a minute here with both of you and say this, uh, that um, if you look historically, when we've hit rock bottom historically, that's when this nation has come together, just as it did after 9-11. It's the only time it comes together. They forget whether it's an R or D, and they start to put America, well, America first at that point, because there is no other option. There is no other path to victory. So when I think Christian conservative and I think uh, Constitution, Steve, and I think Mike Johnson and I think of the problems ahead, if something does happen, as many are saying, we're set up for something here, uh, it could be a moment to rally this nation in ways that we need that would have happened after World Wars and even before World Wars and other moments of our history of a Revolutionary War, Civil War, things that brought this nation together. What do you say to that, Steve? It could definitely be a rallying point, uh, having Mike Johnson as Speaker of the House. Um, Somehow they managed to get every Republican to vote for him as the nominee. That says something. I don't care what the circumstances are. It says 
something and maybe a lot. My real concern is that for Americans in general, their senses have been so dulled because of all of the litany of compromise, uh, half-truths, lies, and deception that, that they just don't resist anymore. They, they accept it. They say, that's the way it's going to be. We're going downhill. The sad, the, the real challenge going ahead is going to be uh, that the, all of the, the communist Democrats are still there. All of the rhinos are still there. The question is, can we rise above that, awaken America up with this new revolution, uh, calling for righteousness, acknowledging God? Is this going to stir something in a really good way? Yes, it's a possibility. But as Alana says, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, and anything can change the direction of the wind as far as where we are headed as a nation. Yeah, it, it can very much, Steve. And uh, we find ourselves right at that moment. It's that intersection uh, of, of the world historically and where we find ourselves. It It is, uh, we talk about the historical times that we are living in, and you think about all of this. And let me say to you what I'm seeing in the tea leaves right now and give you my last thoughts, uh, my fellow Americans. It's this, you know, okay, as I've stated to you oftentimes, we're just three years away from our semi-quincentennial. We have this ma massive major election we're coming into. Uh, you now have the way things have fallen. If the experts are saying what they're saying about the economy and the collapse of these certain things in the next many months with this president's, uh, presidential election on the horizon right now, that we're in the thrust of right now, we see the takedown of what they're trying to do with Donald Trump off to the side here. You have all these other candidates. You have Biden there. You have a couple of factors here. You have the economic demise that they're predicting, and you have the potential of a world event and something uh, terrorism-wise in this nation, which could be catastrophic. Any of those things could change the entire trajectory of this and the way Bi the Biden administration has governed could bring us to a real moment in this nation, one that has to look at its soul, look at its purpose, look at its existence, and maybe that is the mark. I'm just saying that may be the mark, my fellow Americans, to set out the path I, I pray and I believe could happen for the next 250 years for future generations in this nation, which would carry the American experiment forward to rally our people, rally we the people and bring folks together. That is a moment I think that is within our grasp, frankly. And it's right here. I can feel it. I, I really can feel it right there. That is the fight of good and evil. We talk about all the time. It's right there, friends. We're right here at the precipice of that moment. This is the moment. Good must rise. It must prevail. It must take evil down. We're there right now. And you have to pick your battles. There they are. That's the best I can tell you now of what I see ahead. And, and I'm ready. I'm ready to take it on for God Almighty and transcend this thing forward in the way that it needs to be here. Are you ready out there? Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.